0: Welcome back, everybody. It's the Everybody Counts Podcast. Here again, we've got a full house with Jay. What's up, Jay? What's going on? Got Pete here. What's up, Pete? What up, <laughs> So we're going to break down the finale episode of season six, which is called Some Measure of Justice, episode 10. So we're excited to be live from the Bosch Pit again. Thank you for hosting us, Bosch Pit. We appreciate that. We like the interaction. It makes it a lot of fun. So uh, put some comments down there. If you have any questions, thoughts, theories, definitely pass them along. So let's talk about who directed this episode. It's Ernest Dickerson. He's done quite a few, and he often does the... The tenth episode of each season. Have you noticed that before, Jay or Pete?
1: Yeah, because I keep applying to do the tenth season, and they oh, keep me down and
0: and, so. yeah. and you get denied.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that's about.
0: Well, he does some epic episodes. Uh, he did the airplane episode last year.
1: That's right, he did. Yeah. He did.
0: I think we I think we gave him a Bosch Award for that. And uh, of course, the episode is written by none other than Michael Conley himself. So, I heard
1: of him. I heard him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's, he's pretty talented. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty exciting, just going into it. Michael Connelly had a little cameo in this episode. Did you guys catch that the first time?
1: Uh, I did not, actually. I did not.
0: Come on,
1: you yeah, guys. I'm a rookie. I'm a rookie. I, bet the, yeah.
0: I bet the people in the Bosch pit saw it.
1: Well, they're going to say they did, but they're probably all liars. Uh,
0: he was there. He uh, talked to... Christina Vega. They said, hey, Mike? what up? Mike? Yeah.
2: Hey, Mike, what's up? Yeah, yeah, that was I, it.
0: I, I remember that scene because I'm wondering, like, I'm watching. I'm like,
2: <laughs> is Vega, like, going to play a role here? Does something happen with Vega here? And yeah. then was just a random walk past. Hey, Mike, what up?
0: Yep. That was him. That's, a, that's his cameo. So pretty so cool. Fun. I so, didn't
2: recognize him, but I knew the scene.
0: <laughs> when we get to some of our other interviews, Henrik, who was did the cameo at the, the bar, the frolic room, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek. Inside baseball. Michael was supposed to do that cameo again this year, like he did last season, but something or other happened, and Henrik talks about it in his interview. So, thankfully, he still got his cameo by the end of the season. So, good stuff. All right, well, should we just jump in? Let's do it. We're going to go through our case review, which is basically our version of the recap, and then move on with our other segments. So one of the first things we definitely want to follow up on is at the end of the last episode, Dwight was murdered, which was horrible. That was a a really tough one. We lost Dwight. So Jerry is meeting with his widow, Naomi, and they talk a little bit about, you know, how she's going to move on. Does she have family? And she, you know, she talks about the church and they'll be there for her. He says, I'm always here if you want to call me. And she says, you know, she will. And he asked about the note that was left behind. He heard that there was a note that Dwight had left. And he opens it up. And we learn later, the note says, when the system fails, righteous men rise up. He asked Harry about it later. He's like, what do you, what do you think this means? He says, it means you've got to do what you've got to do. Yeah. And then we, later in the episode, spoiler alert, we hear a little bit different take on it from Harry. Say, so That's
2: what Harry said. That's not what Harry meant.
0: Interesting. So yeah, there's a little bit different take on it by the end. So there's there's a lot we can discuss there. We shift over to Dylan, scumbag. We can't stand him. I mean, there just aren't enough words to describe right. how awful right. he is. And he's going to get a deal from the DA and Bosch is his page turner. He's just letting him read through it. Says there's going to be 11 years, up to 11 years. And Roger wants to make sure it couldn't be more than eleven years. I'm thinking, buddy, you're getting off easy for what you did, but that's the deal, and that's how they're gonna get the information about the trafficker. His name is Hector Cruz. they tell him um Dylan tells him tells them where he's located, and or I almost said Aquino. <laughs> Aquino sends him out.
1: <laughs> Whoops. Billets
0: Bennett sends out Vega, uh, Pierce, and Edgewood and his team to go see what's going on, rescue as many people as they can. So then Harry, you see Harry talking to Dylan again. Okay, so they, he's agreed to the plea deal. It's all official. Now Harry wants to know what went down with Daisy. And this is such a just BS story, you know? <laughs> right. It's got to be from Dylan. He claims that she had a knife. In her sock, and it was self defense. And Harry's like, self defense? How can it be self defense when you you know slit her throat? So it's just crazy and terrible. But he, you know, describes it in a little more disgusting detail and explains that he did try to use the cover up of the was it the butcher? Is that his name? Okay, backseat butcher. That's it. Okay, yes, backseat butcher. But yeah, it was another butcher. So he cleaned that scene. So he used some of those calling cards to try to make it look like she was just part of that group, and um, you know. It worked for a while, and then they realized that guy couldn't have been the killer because he was uh, in jail that night. So Edgar gets word that they've rescued three girls, so he gives them the sign, three, three of them rescued, and then uh, Bosch nods and goes on talking to Dylan, and they finish up the interview. He's like, okay, that's it, you know, for now, and Edgar walks out. You think Bosch is walking right behind him, but he doesn't. He closes the door, cuts off the camera, and tells him what he really thinks. Who wants to talk about that?
1: I think he's lucky that Bosch didn't come across the table all the way and kill him. But let, let him know in no uncertain terms, you're gonna be there eleven years
0: and we're yeah. out. Yeah. I'll be there. And then, you know, he, he gets through that with, with Dylan. They put the deal together and he's gonna take the picture back to Liz. And he knocks on her door, no one answers, he lets himself in. Do we have to do
1: this part? Do we have to do that? Can we I don't want to, like but it
0: didn't even happen. I know. Wouldn't that be easier? But life is really tough sometimes. And it was really tough, Elizabeth Clayton. So he finds her. Yeah. She has OD'd with some pills and um, alcohol. And she's, she's non-responsive. So it's just really sad. And you can see the sadness in Harry. I, I almost don't know how to describe his look. He just, he was like, oh, no, I think were his words. But it wasn't like a typical, oh, no. It just, I don't know. Can you guys describe someone's it at almost
1: like defeat
0: yeah yeah like we've come all like we were so this close way.
1: yeah yeah we're all this way for this to be like the the end end of it all yeah
0: because like- he continued to to follow it as if this would be you know a, not a victory by any means but somewhat of closure right. and that she right. could move on and it was right. turned out to be sort of the opposite for her so i think defeat uh, definitely is a it's a and, good description.
2: You know what so. this reminded me of the first time when I'm watching it? I mean, maybe it's me trying to look too much into a, a scene from another episode, but when I saw him walk in and see her laying there, I thought about the dream. Remember? The yeah, dream? that's interesting. And he found them in the in the bed, right? They were all laying down sleeping, mm-hmm.
0: just too mm-hmm. late.
2: In the dream, he was too late in real yeah. life, too late. I feel like that was like the connection there. Just, cause maybe I'm looking too much into
0: connecting it. But, I mean, it struck you. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I thought. Very interesting. interesting. Well, Ash, you know, he's like a dog with a bone. He still doesn't want to let it go. So he goes to DDA Kennedy and tries to make a case for filing to, to investigate and show that she did not have a knife. If they can prove that she didn't have a knife, then his story doesn't hold up at all. And then the plea deal goes through and on and on. And Kennedy tells him that, you know, they're getting more information from him. That's going to help a lot of people. He tries to tries to kind of justify it, but can you ever really justify it? I mean, it's just bad all around. You can never make up for her being murdered. So he tells him, no, we can't really do anything else. And Harry brings up the note, the, the saying in the note again. So that resurfaces. And just, I mean, it's such a sad situation. We might as well kind of finish out Liz's story for the episode. She has her funeral Bosch is the only one there. There's some military there, um, a minister. He takes the flag since she was a veteran. And I think probably what he put on her casket was a veteran's challenge coin.
1: That's what it looked like.
0: That's my guess. Harry pays the minister. And, of course, this actually occurs at the very end of the episode. Very poignant on many levels. And the song, What a Wonderful World, uh, plays. And it just, just goes out on a really sad note. There's no other way to to say it did anything else about the service strike you in a particular way jay or pete
1: it just sucked the whole way around
0: man Mm
1: -hmm. like you kind of we've been kind of rooting for yeah yeah this whole time man Mm i don't know the whole thing was just sad yeah
0: it uh so that's how that story closed out and it was uh not what anybody wanted um, we're glad they found the killer and you know, can help some other people, hopefully. But yeah, for Elizabeth Clayton, just wasn't what we were going for with her.
1: Nope. I don't like it. Who's this yeah. guy that wrote this episode again? Oh, yeah, Michael <laughs> Connolly. I'm going to find you. I'm yeah, yeah, write that name Connelly down. And we're going to talk about this. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so tough. So tough. So we can talk a little bit about what's going on with Harry and Maddie. In this episode, you know, they've been having this back and forth all season about what her future is going to be. She likes working, you know, she, the time she was working with Honey Chandler, she, you know, she learned a lot. She thought it was a a worthy assignment, internship, and Bosch just could never really accept it. And now, of course, she wants to go watch her um, do the case uh, with her client, Alicia Kent, and Maddie wants to see her in action, and and Bosch, he just can't deal with it. He's like, why would you want to, you know, even remotely look up to someone like that or admire their work. And, you know, they just can't come to an agreement on on why it would be interesting to her as she wants to go into law to see how these trials play out. And later on, we come back and Harry's in the living room and the song Patricia by Art Pepper is playing. And that has, we, we learned earlier in the season that that has been sort of an ongoing, like token of their relationship. And she comes in and she says, I know you're playing that song as an apology. And I accept. And they hug it out. And then things go off the rails in another direction. But we have to talk about it. Billets is calling and says that there's been an officer-involved shooting with J. Edgar. And he wants Harry to be his rep in the FID meeting. So anybody want to jump in here?
1: Nope. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) I don't know why why you ask a yes or no question.
0: I'm starting to wonder myself.
1: (laughs) I
2: just have so many questions about everything. I mean, we all know. You watch the episode, you know what happened. My whole thing right. is, like, did it really happen the way that he said it? Like, yeah. the way he was saying it and the way we saw it, everything seemed to add up combined up until, yeah. like, maybe the end a little bit. But yeah. did did he really go, like, like you know, like all those questions, like what was his real reason for being there? And we really right. didn't get an answer, and we don't know. I'm sure we'll go into that later, but, like, do we believe him? Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he's out there um, trying to be a righteous man, I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: When the system failed for um, yeah yeah and trying to
0: figure out what that means yeah
2: yeah and he's outside of his house for what reason we don't know what for right. sure what um agenda was and yeah. then you saw Remy Toussaint walking we'll into the back door so right away his guards up mm-hmm. now another question I had personally was if you're there to do something good or bad question the guy whatever and you see his right hand man going up the alleyway to make to make the the, the the kill, you think that's, that's what's happening. Yeah. Why, why are you going in there by yourself yeah. with no backup, no nothing? Why aren't you like going to make a quick phone call and then coming back or at least <sighs> keeping yourself out of the situation and saying, you know, I was going to talk to this guy or even if you were going in to get this guy and the other guy's going in to get him, either way, they're going to both get in trouble or end up dead. Yeah. So you got to have him there. So was it that personal as Jay Edgar had to be the one to do it himself? And he saw Remy go up and say, oh, hell no. I'm not letting him take my, that's my kill.
0: You know, well, you know, we're going to get to this later in the end, but look at at season three where Jerry asked Harry, how could you stand by and watch Ed Gunn get killed? I mean, Jerry knew what Remy was going in there to do. He put two and two together. So, you know, you could say that, that he couldn't just let that happen under his nose. But whatever he went there to do, and we'll just kind of walk through the steps just to, you know, refresh ourselves. But whatever he went there to do, it seemed a little bit like he was stalling. And then when Remy walked up, it sort of triggered him into action. I don't know if guess, it changed his plan. Now or he had it,
2: to go in. He had to go in. Yeah.
0: If it, so, you know, did it just set things in motion? Did it change what he was originally planning to do? We don't know. But it, I got the impression that he'd been kind of sitting there a little bit going through things in his mind. But yeah, Remy walks up, goes around to the back. You know, Jay Edgar assumes he's going to take out Avril. He follows him. He sees a bunch of boxes in the house, like Avril's going to get out of town. Yeah,
2: he's, yeah, he's leaving. He knows yeah.
0: He's um, he hears gunshots. He follows the gunpowder. And Avril has seen Remy Toussaint first, which you would think Toussaint would be really familiar with the cameras in his house. But I don't know. Would Toussaint have been to his house?
2: I don't know about his house. You know, the, we, Maybe don't not. I don't or, know. we only saw them in the, in the business office.
0: But yeah, he shot him through the head. It's a bad scene. Uh, Jerry keeps following. And he hears Avril... Shout out! He he came to kill me, you know. I, I I had to defend myself or whatever. And Jerry says, "Hey, if that's the deal, then you don't have anything to worry about." And He keeps following through, and then you know he's while we're seeing this, he's talking it through with the FID uh, detective, and we see Avril with his hands up, gun in the Wait air. Minute.
2: Wait a minute, Tracy, you skipped the quick part. Um, I did skip a quick part. Yeah. Why did he shoot out the camera? So if, if he's then, having that conversation with with Avril, and he's saying two Tucson came to kill me it's self-defense and he's like then the government will help you why is he shooting out a camera if he's you know what I'm saying like he shut out that camera there's no witnesses now no matter what happens going forward right
0: you know, audio, did no he play. shoot out the camera first before they started talking
2: yes but I but think so he, yeah but did he know that there's there's a 50 50 chance I'm gonna pull the trigger on this guy when I turn this corner so let me yeah I mean
0: he's he's you know. taken steps to make sure like you said that, th- one that there's no way. witnesses and that and then I real can't see him coming. You know, if he shoots out the camera, then I real can't monitor his location. But it's just like a, such a good cover
2: story. If it's a cover mm-hmm. story, but if it's the real story, then I feel bad. Yeah,
0: it's, it's so know, complicated.
2: I'm stuck here.
0: Yeah, it's 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 very complex. But yeah, so he confronts him. He's got his hands in the air in this particular version, and he says, "You know, keep your hands up." He says he surrenders. But then he starts to bring the right arm down and Jerry shoots him. And now the FID detective says, why didn't you call for backup in this whole thing? Says I was in my personal car, didn't have my Rover left my cell phone at home. You know, he had, you know, that, Makes sense, you know, whether he planned it that way or not. You know, that was his explanation. And Harry follows up with him. Harry takes him to his car because I guess they're down at South Bureau and Harry's giving him a ride. And he says, I think I know what was going on there. And Jerry's like, What? And let's see, how did he say it? I made some notes on it, unless you guys remember.
2: Something about the wrong thing, or you were going there to do the wrong thing. And then when you saw Remy
0: Toussaint, you changed your mind about the wrong thing. Yeah, hopefully you changed your mind. Yeah. Yeah, he says he hopes Jerry changed his mind before following Remy. Because, you know, we said with Remy showing up, that sort of changed the course of things. So was he planning to do the wrong thing initially and then did the right thing? Um, he said, you know, hope that he was changed his mind and not doing the wrong thing. Would, would He thought that would honor Dwight's wishes, which again doesn't really go along with what um, Harry said in the beginning of the episode about what the note meant. So Jerry dismisses that idea. He says, no, I, I just simply, you know, left my phone at home. And Harry's like, okay, partner, you know, and just sort of lets it go. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later about Harry letting it supposedly letting it go but he doesn't he doesn't pursue the conversation any further at that point. We see Jerry go see his kids. He talks to Latanya, the kids are off to science camp and he mentions to Latanya cuz they're doing like robotics. He's like I wish there was a robot that could solve homicides and not get dragged into the abyss. Hmm, you know, so maybe we can talk later about what we think he means by the abyss. But yeah, yeah, Harry believes that Jerry purposely left his phone at home to eliminate a trail. Um, He thinks he went there to do the wrong thing, to take out Avril. And then, like you said, he hopes that he changed his mind when he saw Remy. But we don't know. So later in the episode, it's not in sequential order, but later in the episode, we see another version of the story where Jacques Avril does not bring his arm down. His arms seem to be clearly in the air in surrender. And again, Jerry still takes the shots. And then he wakes up in bed, So my question there originally was, is that the truth? Is he just being haunted or questioning what he did? You know, we don't know for sure. So um, we can get into that later. We can get into it now. But I tend to think it was uh, the truth. What do you guys say?
1: For me, it doesn't matter because it was a good shooting. It needed to happen. The dude was shooting at him before. So whether his hands are up or not, whatever, he's in a situation where he's got a fear for his life. We know this dude is a bad guy. Cheyager knows he's a bad guy. Whether it's the slightest twitch or a huge arm movement, you put him down.
0: Okay. Jay has some confidence there. How about you, Pete?
1: I'm scared because we all know I
2: look ahead and try to think ahead and try to. (laughs) Yes, you do. Yeah. All all I see in my crystal ball is he did the kill. He went there to do the kill. He did the kill. He's guilty of the kill. I don't think it was a wrong decision but he's guilty of it and i think that harry knows that he went there that that he's lying now to him and that's going to drive a wedge between them going into the next season since the next season is the final season and everybody's, mm-hmm. gonna, have to, everybody's gonna have to settle somewhere at the yeah. end of the season and we'll get into that in a little bit later also but you know i can see them like maybe being on the outs all season next season and then at the end of the season having like a reunion and no, you know doing no. it again because this is, this is let's let's remember jay egger and Bosch has been on and off on the outs and on the ins you mm-hmm. know like they're like family
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. This, i don't think that's i don't think that's happening here because because you know this situation where in one part we see the arm movement coming down the other we don't i feel like it's probably just a good cop revisiting it in his head to make sure it was the right thing because okay listen i've never killed anyone so i can't really speak to it but i'm sure that messes with your psyche
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we saw him struggle with when he shot, uh, was it Woody Woodrow? Is that his name? Oh. The surfer guy in season three? You know, they found him there on the boardwalk, you know, at Ventura. And he saw him go to grab, you know, and, and he shot. And we saw Jerry struggle with that a little bit. So, I mean, that that could be, you know. The abyss. Maybe that's the abyss. Maybe, you know, but we did see him struggle there and question it. I mean, I like, I mean, I'm with you, Jay, as far as you can't imagine that happening and you not revisiting it and questioning it. Right. Like like, even Harry may say, you know, season one, it was a righteous shoot or whatever, but you even have to wonder what's going through Harry's mind too, even though he showed that. But you guys
2: don't think that the, that the two scenes were written purposely because one scene is what he told the guy, the RID guy or whatever, the FID guy. And the second part they showed you was what actually happened, which is going on through his head and haunted him because he did it? No. Well, that's, thinking-
0: that's how I took it, but Jay's no, taking no, it a little differently. I, I, I'm
1: telling you, it's, it's listen, I don't think that second scene is, oh my god, Jerry, Jay Edgar's a murderer. <laughs> I think it's the psyche trying to replay things in his head to make sure that it was a righteous shoot. I,
0: no, well, Jay- Pete so Pete and I kind of see it more as a reveal and no. you see it more as just messing him, him contemplating it.
1: Right. Anything from the Bosch pit group? Well, whatever they say, I'm going to tell you that they agree with me.
2: Jay could could take this up and write this in. This is another question for his email to his buddy Mike.
1: Um, (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Follow up,
1: Jay. Follow up. Kelly's talking about how he's being haunted by what he did. Uh,
0: Okay.
1: And Jacques Evil, kind of what we talked about. Whatever.
0: Mm -hmm. I did like how
1: Mike put it as it was the gunfight at at the Avril Corral.
0: Avril Corral. it was it was so. it wasn't much of a fight if uh, if he wasn't if he was surrendering
1: and and since we're talking about what they said somebody i gotta go back and make sure i get the right person because someone was excited that pete was actually here because we never see pete here Who the heck was that?
0: Pete. pete's first time live
1: that might have been kelly too i can't find it because <laughs> i suck
0: but yeah we're glad pete's here too so, yeah, maybe we'll get into some more discussion with that. But those are the two versions that we saw, whatever they meant. Those are the two versions we saw. And we saw Harry kind of give two different versions of what the note meant. And, you know, so it's complicated, no doubt. So let's move over to the trial. Alicia Kent, Honey Chandler, everybody's coming through, getting checked at security. Here comes Heather with her little bag again. Bosch takes He takes another look, doesn't he? It's still flyers. She's sitting in the back of the room. Things are starting up, but Beryl's got to go. So they make some jokes about his prostate. But yeah, he's at that age where you kind of got to use the restroom a lot. So he goes out to the restroom. He sees Heather sitting there. You know, he knows who she is. And we have also seen Ian Hughes, who her friend, the 308 that that, uh, Beryl saw at the barbecue that that he talked to. You see, he's a sheriff's deputy. So he's like coming in the back door with the same kind of backpack. They meet up on a bench and exchange backpacks. So to this point, Harry thinks that's just the flyers in there. But between that, him seeing the flyers and Beryl going to the restroom, they have switched backpacks. So uh, Beryl, he can't find paper towels. He's trying to shake out his hands, opens the door and he sees this guy, Ian Hughes, and remembers him, you know, from the barbecue. It just seems weird, you know, kind of out of context. And then when he walks back in, he sees that Heather's gone, but the backpack's still there. So, you know, Beryl's a smart guy. He starts putting two and two together, says what he saw. Harry goes back, and they, they find out that it is a bomb. And, and we did see uh, Ian. He was the one all along that had been constructing that explosive device in other episodes. So, And, and when he was working with Heather, showing her about it, he said, you know, you make sure you get away. We'd seen a couple references to that, make sure you get far enough away. So we know this is bad news. Harry orders everybody out. Maddie doesn't want to leave. Honey Chandler takes her along. You got to get out of here. He goes back and throws it towards the holding cell back behind the courtroom. And uh, you hear it detonate. And then uh, Maddie runs back in. Where's my dad? Where's my dad? And I think we all knew that Posh was going to be okay. I don't know if you guys had any doubts. <laughs> but uh, but it still really hit me, her, her fear. I thought she did a really good job. Well, of, yeah.
2: well you know good what? I,
0: I did have a doubt because, okay. once
2: again... Season, season finale right yeah okay we never really get a cliffhanger like that from Bosch
0: mm-hmm. no, good point what yeah. if
2: they were just like Harry's in the hospital in intensive care and we don't know if he's gonna make it see you next yeah. season people that scares me
0: yeah that would have been that would have been really tough yeah that yeah that yeah we haven't I was nervous mm, I was although nervous. I was that I wasn't the same type of nervous but at the end of season three when Jerry was saying he didn't know if he could be Harry's partner that really broke me you know i had to know what was going to happen there but yeah i can't imagine if you know we hadn't found out that you know how things you know harry was okay or not but he comes back through and he's uh battered and bruised but uh maddie sees him and but 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 we can't just like go get care you know he's got to figure out where how this is happening you know and meanwhile beryl has rounded up this ian hughes guy and they've got him in a room Questioning him, and so Harry comes in to question more, and he starts to put two and two together. Ian keeps talking about a revolution, and Harry remembers that before court, he tried to call uh, Reese to see if she could be there too. He thought she might be needed as well, and she's like, "No, it's all hands on deck here at the FBI office. There's been a, you know, a terrorist threat, and yeah, I can't, I cannot get away, you know." And he's like, "Oh crap! They're all together, all hands on deck in the same place. There's probably a second bomb, and." He makes the call, and Therese lets her know what's going on. And uh, before you know it, we see Heather, you know, driving along, possibly going to detonate the second device, and she pulls right into a bunch of FBI vehicles. Did you Thank guys God see that God. coming? You see that coming?
1: Which part? Not
0: uh, well. With the, uh, uh, we can talk about other parts, but I was thinking about her pulling in and being surrounded by all the FBI vehicles. I didn't, um, I didn't really see them responding that quickly.
2: Well, I don't to know Harry's warning. When I seen all the FBI agents pull up, um, the first thing I thought was we don't know how many, how long the duration of time was because it we just went to the next scene. But you know, it's true. If you got a field office with all hands on deck and she's heading yeah. that way, yeah. your best defense is a good offense. So you get out there, you you bring <laughs> yeah. it to the middle of the street where you, you know they had the snipers mm-hmm. on the roof. They were ready to go.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's really fast. I guess that's that's what they do. But yeah, ha- had me worried what was going to happen. And then I was like, oh, they're already there. They're ready yeah. to respond. And uh, did you think, were you not sure what Heather was going to do? Did you think she was going to surrender like she ultimately did? There's
1: no way to know what that lady was going to do. Yeah. In fact, yeah. surrender was the last thing on my list Yeah. of, of things I thought she would have done.
0: Do you think that, that Reese personally talking to her made a difference at all?
1: Somehow. Well, yeah, ultimately
0: it did, yeah. Somehow. Interesting.
1: I I, I don't know. I don't know how you go this whole time planning to uh, destroy the world. And then, I I don't know. I guess she just wanted to destroy everything else and her still be around. And I guess her being in prison alive is better than going out with the black. I, I don't know. I don't know. That was crazy. I'm glad they got her.
0: But my my son, he did say so. Beryl actually saved the day because he had to go to the restroom. Yeah, I mean, when right. it comes down to it, <laughs> no doubt.
2: Listen, you yeah. could say he's old, but he's as sharp as they come. He's always oh yeah. He's always picking up stuff and just always knowing thinking. It instantly. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not washed up at all. He's ready to go another. Well,
0: day. and he's so observant too, you know, yeah, that's what because I'm he's and, on point. yeah, yeah. All, all the time, just watching what's going on and putting pieces together. So, yeah, so that was crazy. And then we also have the stuff with the mayoral race. The chief has dropped out. Any thoughts there?
1: He should have stuck it out. You think? He How about you, stuck Pete? I
2: guess it's a lot easier for him to be the main bad guy in the next season if chief <laughs> oh. the police Harry and oh, not man. the mayor. You know, he's still chasing that,
0: Pete. You want you want to see Irving be the bad guy?
2: I like to make predictions and calls, you know, like I don't like to be wrong 80% of the time. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> of course. So, I yeah, he
1: would have made a great mayor. And mm-hmm. it sucks.
0: Do you think that the tape bothered him or or made, played a role in the decision? Or did he just come to a sense of what his true priorities were? I think
1: I think the tape maybe pushed him mm-hmm. to see their priorities maybe a little bit more. Okay. Maybe I guess a combo of both.
0: Um, yeah. Again, you don't know what's going on in someone's head, but he never seemed shaken by the car czar. Every every interaction with him was like, "Uh, I don't care. You tried to extort me. You can't do anything. You know, he's so confident.
1: But, you know, you get stuck in a position where you're almost forced to think about something. It kind of opens your mind up to multiple things where, Mm -hmm. you know, what really is important? Do I need to be mayor? Do I... I need to worry about my new family? Like, what What should I do? Right. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah. And I mean, he had Honey Chandler keep telling me. I don't know if there was anybody else either that, you know, she said, I think multiple times, you know, you, don't you think you can do more in your position now? Why, you know? Yeah, it's true. So, he
2: realized in his head that he could do more for the, you know, for the city as the police chief compared to mayor who uh-huh. has other obligations in, you know, the city. Yeah.
0: Interesting. I didn't really see all that coming, how that was going to play out. I really, I really thought he was going to become mayor. I just sort of had that in my head. So, so, but, but I'm nice. okay with it.
1: I, no, I'm not okay with it. I'm okay with it. Then maybe Senator, next then President. Maybe, next <laughs> maybe he'll end up as the mayor. Like, uh, come on. Uh, maybe no, maybe, so maybe we'll see a step. flash
0: into the future, yeah. That's maybe maybe saying. it's not the right time. Can't you Who see knows?
1: Lance Reddick as the President of the United we'll States? We'll see
0: Lance Reddick as the
2: mayor <laughs> at the same time in the future that Harry and J. Edgar are hugging and making up if they're not talking for oh, fun.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> well okay
0: so speaking of the future we do find out too that maddie makes a decision about her future at least at this point yeah you like it well tell us about it
1: uh she's decided that uh she's gonna go back to honey chandler in her next year but not because she's going to end up being a fancy dancy little uh defense attorney she's decided after all this that being a prosecutor is in the cards for her, and what better way to learn how to be a prosecutor than to see how the other side fights? Yeah, and yeah. by the best. So I, I, think it's a brilliant move. Mm-hmm. Very adult move. It's a yeah. very emotional move after everything that's happened. I like it.
0: Yeah, I think that's a lot of what happens with Maddie and her dad. Is they, you know, they do disagree about things and bicker, but they kind of know to just let the other person think it through. Like they don't yeah. get too drastic about it. You know. Yeah. I think they're okay with having something sort of unsettled, knowing and trusting that the other person will will work things out the way they think they should in their own mind, you know, and they have some respect for that, I think. And the other great part of that scene was Coltrane sitting up in the chair. He looked so cute. They were out on the deck. He did. He looked really cute. Does like, Coltrane Aw.
1: ever not look cute? Like no, no, that's about? true.
0: All right. What, what did I miss? Or do we just want to pick each other's brains some more?
2: Um, I want to bring up something real okay. quick. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about this if it didn't get talked about while we were doing the recap. It's not a okay. big part, it's a minor part, but it's something that I really thought was very important. When they, when Bosh said, there's a bomb, everybody get out of here. Yeah. And Maddie is like, Dad, what's going on? Did mm-hmm. you guys notice that Honey Chandler went and grabbed Maddie? She didn't turn around and run for herself. She stopped. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. She stopped. Turned around, grabbed Maddie, said, come Mm -hmm. on, Maddie, we got to go. So, you know what? You don't stop in the middle of a situation like that to grab anybody unless they're important to you or you at least.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So that was. Oh, I definitely
0: feel a connection there. Yeah. I don't don't think, I don't think Honey's all bad. I think she said, oh, Jay, don't start with me. (laughs) Do
2: not start with me. I know Jay's shaking his head get out of here <laughs> you know what if maddie would have stayed there and she would have got hurt go off a bit. honey has drawn yeah
0: honey has drawn a different line in the sand like they yes. had that conversation she and harry it's personal for him it's not personal for her i agree you know was shown that people that do was- deserve You're a good right. defense
1: it's selfish of her she's only grabbing maddie because she wants maddie when she gets out of law school that's the no. only reason
0: no they have they have clearly i think they've Made a strong case for them having developed a, a friendship and a mentorship. You know, your little so, no positive outlook on everything. I don't,
1: I don't, I don't. like it anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to do it on this podcast, right? Yeah. True. But I, I know that's how I see it. But do I prefer Harry's way and being more, you I mean, being more personal? And you know, his fight for justice. Yeah, sure. Do I like the idea of Maddie being a prosecutor over what honey's doing? Sure. But you know, we've read the books, we've seen it. sometimes is, is honey. Chandler you don't know. Married?
2: Is honey Chandler married?
0: I, we've never heard about her being married.
2: Could Bosch what? end up with honey Chandler? If I don't think so. Get
0: here. <laughs> I don't think Get so. I don't out see it.
2: Here.
0: No, no. It people one. brought that happen. up before. Um, but I haven't heard too many people be for that. Um, but, I mean, 81%. If they are,
2: that's my 81%. That's your 81%. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I don't really see it. Um, I see them more like um, sparring partners, you know, not.
2: Everybody's got to end up somewhere at the end of the next season. I'm just saying.
0: They do. They do. Yeah. So.
2: Maybe maybe Jay Edgar and Bosch hug at Bosch's <laughs> wedding to Honey Chandler. Oh, <laughs> dear
0: yeah, Lord. I have <laughs> missed know, these me. scenarios, Pete. I'm glad you're back for this one. <laughs> Pete, you need to write some fan fiction, some Bosch fan fiction, and just go crazy. All your your theories, and yeah, just write them down, man.
2: Put them out there. The world Put
0: them is. out there. So, all right. Anything else? Anything I missed? We missed? Anything nope. from the pit? The Bosch pit? They mm. said
1: that I'm right, and you're wrong, Tracy. Okay. Definitely.
0: You just have that recorded? You have a little button you it, push? That's
1: what it says. Yeah, Although okay. Kelly loves Coltrane. Honey, yeah. Motherly instincts on the show. Motherly instincts. She's
0: got killer
1: instinct. What? Oh. Uh.
0: I know what she means. Oh,
1: Anne says Bosch couldn't deal with Brasher. No way he could make it work with Honey. True story. <laughs> mm,
0: strong point. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, honey and Bosch are alpha dogs, so it wouldn't work. That comes from Kelly as well. Are they changing your uh, mind, Pete? No. No. You know what You know what? Mike said that I agree with uh, When we were talking about Irving He said, I believe Irving from the show Would have made a better mayor Than the book version of Irving Oh, mm-hmm I agree, I agree
0: All right, well, Kelly, the interrogation
1: Wait, Kelly, you can't clarify yourself now Okay, it doesn't count <laughs> Too late, I'm sorry Move. One
0: chance on this podcast, <laughs> no clarification
1: <laughs> Right, I'm <am> not forgiving <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry
0: about that. Interrogation room. I mean, we've talked about a couple of questions, but do you have one that you want to ask the group?
2: Go ahead, Pete. Um, I don't really have a question. I just kind of have, well, I do have a question, but I don't know. Is it a question or not? I don't know. Um, So I'm just going to go anyway. (laughs) I'm excited to see where they all end up at the end of next season. I've been talking about it a lot. It's what I've Mm -hmm. been thinking about while I'm watching it. Because like at the end of every season, you're like, wow, where is everybody going to be left off at? So I know to put like the the, um, the show on pause till the next season comes. But now we have one season left. Not only is the season going to be great, but what is going to be the last scene that we see of each of our favorite characters? Where are they going to be? Low, where are they going to be out in the show when it's when it's episode ten next season? You know, fifty.
0: Well, you already said what you think it's going to be. But
2: you I can say, say all I want? What I think? What I'm saying <laughs> is like just open your mind for a second and take mm-hmm. five minutes. Everybody, fans. Bosch, Pitt, you guys, don't answer me now. Later, tomorrow, sometime this weekend, just take 10 minutes and think about where you think everybody's going to be, where you want everybody to be, and then maybe come back and we'll talk about it again at another, a later date.
0: Well, you know, I got to say something, and and you, probably people know this, there is no homicide unit at Hollywood Division in real life anymore. There was sort of that change or consolidation to bureaus or something. I can't talk about it intelligently, but what if all of that fuss last season about maybe being consolidated happens. And we kind of see our characters have to kind of separate from one another, or you know, maybe we see some retirement or some retire and, and others have to go in different directions, but like you feel all the bonds between them, but you like, I don't know that'd be bitter sweet. I don't think it'd be sweet. <laughs> cancel from Jay, but like yeah, that. I don't know. I was just one thought I had that maybe that scenario oh, would come oh. back around.
2: Why am I so okay? Now I don't know if this is just me. I'm bugging. I just thought about this. Mm-hmm. What about the other detective from the show? The the, the Latino guy from last season? Roberts? Oh, Robertson. Jimmy Robertson.
0: Robertson. He's at Newton Division.
2: Okay, because I was gonna say I yeah. didn't remember. I didn't. Did we even see him at all this season?
0: No, not this season. No. Mm-mm. I would. And like I missed to see him. More of him next season. I would too. I that's what too. i miss i miss him i, was I heard was that there. a lot on social media too people wanted to see he was, him, a, great, him.
2: He was a great character in the show a great, mm-hmm. I, I liked him i I gravitated towards him i don't know
0: yeah okay i have a question okay. what yeah. is the what is the abyss
1: that jerry speaks of that dark hole of emotion psyche messed up stuff
0: Mm-hmm. yeah where you where it's not really solved like they, they, they don't have closure yeah. either yeah you know
2: I think it's kind of like what Jay was saying earlier about mm-hmm. the psyche. Yeah,
1: that's mm-hmm. definitely what, what the vis has to be. It's a place mm-hmm. we never want to go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. All right, Jay. Do you have a question?
1: Why wasn't Beansy in season six?
0: <laughs> I know we pushed for that. Poor <sighs> Tom. More Tom.
1: You, when I get Connolly on the phone again, I got a lot of. I got <laughs> You got a lot of things to talk about. Tom needs to come
2: back next season and sweep Maddie off her feet, and marry Maddie, while Boss is married, Honey Chandler. <laughs> Double wedding. Double <A>. wedding. <laughs> That's how it ends. That's what I want to see. My last season.
1: No, you know, you know what? I don't. I don't really have a serious question. I really enjoyed this season. I like what it brought. <laughs> For me, I'm like, once I finish this this episode my thoughts were all about crap, there's only one more season of this Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't even i don't even care what happened i mean as long as nobody dies or something i don't even really care what happens or the cases or how it goes or how it ends like we're at the end and that that like boggles my mind and Mm -hmm. this might sound stupid but we've been doing this a while it kind of hurts my heart a little bit yeah yeah, you no, know what I mean. No doubt, no doubt. Like, well, absolutely. One more, and then we're out. <laughs> Thanks, thank you, Pete. Thank you. Pete's thank handing you. out tissues. So, thank you, Pete. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard not to think about that in the when you're thinking about any of it. You know, when we're at the end of a season, you can't avoid that. Yeah. So, but you know, there's been news out there that Amazon's looking at the Lincoln Lawyer since CBS passed on it. Or is
1: Titus going to have a guest role every episode? Is, that we, would be
0: great. Is Crate and Barrow
1: going to help push the car down the road or something like that? I think it
0: sounds like a good idea.
1: I have actually a
2: theory. <laughs>
0: okay. okay. Of course you do, yeah.
2: When Maddie said, you know, you you, you hook them, I'll cook them.
0: Uh-huh. The first thing
2: I thought in my head was, yo, this is Amazon. You can <laughs> easily make a three-movie deal for Bosch and his daughter <laughs> to be that cop slash you know, yeah, yeah. Um, prosecutor duo. Give me three movies. And add those, and add our friends as side mm-hmm. characters and cameos mm-hmm.
0: in the movies. Yeah. yeah. So. I like Amazon. it. Uh, Jay, add that to your list for Michael. Yeah.
1: yeah poor Michael <laughs> Write, that <canceled> list. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. All right. I got it. I got it.
0: I, I don't even know. For persons of interest, I mean.
2: One person. You can only say one person. I'm sorry. No, I, I think Jay we're Edgar. probably
0: all thinking the same person. It's Jay Edgar. Yeah. That's what my son said. It's going to be jagger I said, well, Pete's going to take that for sure. Yeah.
2: This was his moment. This was his mm-hmm. moment. I'm not saying it was a good moment or a bad moment, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is his most important moment in the show. His arc has hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's, that's it. We're here.
0: So- well, everybody else had some things sort of resolved, not necessarily the way they wanted them to, but you've got to feel like this is going to stick with him for a while. you know. So, I, And Jay may not agree with that. He may think that he'll move on, but I wonder if it'll come up next season or not uh i don't know
1: i feel like maybe we won't see it next week next season i don't don't know i think we do um but he's he's definitely an easy choice because the the last two episodes everything that goes on with him it's all you just feel for the guy
0: oh yeah yeah. You just (laughs) run into these roadblocks yeah Enough was enough. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he definitely is the first one that comes to mind. I mean, you know, we we've talked about Elizabeth a lot. I mean, that was a huge deal in this episode. Um, yeah. Jay's got <laughs> Jay's taking his headphones off. He's he's leaving the room. He can't he can't bring it up. It's sad, man. I know, but we've got to talk about All right, it. All right.
2: Let's make Jay feel better. We could have talked about Honey Chandler as the person of interest. <laughs> <laughs> we could have. Oh, great. Or Heather Strout.
0: We could yeah. talk more about Heather Strout. Yeah. There you we could have talked about Captain Cooper. Hey, Jerry, would you rather us talk about Captain Cooper?
2: Yeah, he's your favorite, right? I hate that.
0: <laughs> we could talk about Cooper instead.
1: No, that's on my list for Connolly, too. We Maybe are going the off movie, the rails Jay. for sure. be
2: in the Maddie and Bosch movie, Cooper will get it. And that will be uh-huh. the case they have to solve. <laughs>
1: you know, they're, they're on the Bosch pit, they're talking about like the Lincoln lawyer and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Amazon picks it up. Let me tell you something. Do you hear the dog in the background? No. No. Before? I might have to go rescue him. <laughs> um after season seven actors become very expensive yep they become very expensive so i think that really is the decision making and why it's probably not going to go further than that and then you add into the fact was it cbs
0: that was going to do the lincoln lawyer cbs is going to do it yeah
1: (laughs) and i think with cbs having the lincoln lawyer like amazon probably felt like save the money It's already being shifted to another network. We can let it go. But then CBS dropped it. There's a lot of willingness from, I think, the cast to continue, especially Titus, who said he'd do this forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. If
1: Amazon does pick up the Lincoln lawyer, we could see a potential reversal in that decision because they could go that whole Connolly series all along the way. Never know.
0: I'll be down with
1: that. I'm trying to get anyone's hopes up. But if there was a chance for them to change their mind, CBS dropping that if Amazon picks up the Lincoln lawyer for sure. Uh-huh. You got a shot.
0: I like I hey, keep hope alive. You know me. I'm the eternal optimist, remember?
1: Right, I gotta go save this dog. Sorry. Okay. All right.
0: I don't think we need to talk about evidence locker either, no, Pete. I mean it's solved. yeah. There's 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 nice, like
2: and it's funny because at the end of last season we had some open cases and we kind of knew that next season's gonna be yeah. this- in This case, in this case, and this is going to be where these people are at. We don't have no cases right now. I think we're at a clean slate, right? What's an yeah. open case right now?
0: I don't, th- I don't think there's anything that, yeah, that we know of.
2: So, so cases like, can
0: always be reopened, or uh, no, well, of
2: course. But you know that, what I mean? Yeah. Like No,
0: I know what you mean. Yeah. We're not so sitting
2: here discussing the next potential cases for next season because we right. don't even have a clue of what they might be.
0: We don't have Koreatown Killer still hanging out there, that kind of thing. I think they're yep. going
2: to talk a lot about Jay Agar. I think that that's going to be a big thing. I think he's still going to have to go through
1: all these interviews. Oh. With the, with the, um,
0: thing Wait, that. there's a puppy. There's uh, a puppy on the podcast.
1: Coltrane Jr.
0: Let's see the puppy.
1: We're about to have a big dog up here soon, too.
0: Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Bring him oh, on or here comes Cooper. Oh, Cooper. <laughs> the
2: good Cooper. Not the one that we want to
0: see. Yeah, that. yeah.
1: Oh, I just thought about that. Your dog is named Cooper, <laughs> I Jay. I know, right? Whoops. <laughs> when
2: well, he had Cooper is next on his thing, I thought he meant like coming up next is the Cooper podcast.
0: Oh, oh no, oh, the actual oh, no. lovable no. Cooper, no. the Saint Bernard.
1: Yeah, the real Cooper.
0: Yeah, you're you just yeah, you're lucky if you're on listening on the watching on the Bosch Pit, man. Got to see Cooper and what's the new guy's name? Rocky. I love it. That's cute. All right. So, yeah, we don't really have to talk about evidence locker. I mean, the only thing that um, piece that we – I mean, we did, we did get big information. We waited all this time to know what Heather was up to. You know, that finally came full circle and what they had been planning and how they had been planning it all along. But and Harry was, and Beryl nipped that in the bud.
2: It was a pretty bad plan. They've been yeah. playing this for so long, and they're supposed to be this secret organization. Right. and Have all these chat rooms. Right. And that plan was that two people were just going to go drop two bombs and blow up a bunch of FBI agents and a bunch of court officers, and that was the yeah. revolution.
0: No. Yeah. No. Didn't pan out. Didn't pan out for them. Thank goodness. So, all right, we do have some info for the tip line. Several people wrote in, okay, Joe is saying that episode 10 had plenty of awesome storylines and conclusions, like you were just talking about, Pete, wrapping things up. So many great scenes, there were so many, I had trouble remembering and counting them all. He noted that everybody counts or nobody counts, Harry's Creed, you know, was definitely an underlying theme, again. Liz's death, feeling like the system failed her. And he also talks about some of the rumors like we were talking about with with, uh, hopefully Lincoln Lawyer maybe coming to Amazon. All right. This is from Sister Teacher. Yes. The man who killed Daisy blames others for his actions. Yeah, that's when you really, I mean, he did bad things and he was a coward and he blamed other people. What is the value of human life? He looks so scared when Harry said what he said. I would be too. She's so sad to find Liz dead. The misunderstanding of the pain and addiction this season and last season brought to life the complexities of addiction, emotional pain, and trauma. Harry made sure she had a proper burial, Burial, which, uh, yeah, I think is says a lot about Harry. Chief Irving quit mayoral race, but I think he wanted the campaign to be over. When he finally made the decision, he said it was a release. Not telling the campaign manager was not good. It was touching when Bennett touched Jerry's hand to comfort him. Yeah, they had that little exchange where he's talking about he just couldn't let it go. Maybe they'll stay an item. The Cadillac is so classic; I love it. Why would Harry think Jerry was being dishonest about leaving his phone? Wow, well, suspicious, right? I
2: thought about that too. I'm gonna yeah. Talk about I want to talk about that. Um, I have had my phone for I don't even remember how long, and honestly, I don't even think there was more than twice that I've ever left it at home, even by accident, and that's like just mm-hmm. going out to the store. So. Yeah. To, to be in such an important job where your phone is such an integral part of it and knowing what you're doing and you might need backup if things go wrong. Yeah, That's why I don't know. I don't know if he was just going there with his straight assassin mode, ninja mode, or if he was just so blinded that he just rushed out to go ask these questions and he's telling the truth and he left his phone home and it's an accident and then I feel really bad for accusing him so I need to know the answer the truth <laughs> now.
0: Meanwhile, Jay's offering free tacos with purchase.
2: <laughs> Who forgets a heck? cell phone these days? What was the time you guys forgot your cell phone, realistically? Um, no, I know. I,
0: I intentionally, when I don't have it, it's usually intentional now. I'm trying to put it down sometimes or not have it with me. Otherwise, it's like an appendage.
2: It. A song called Wallet, Keys, and Phone. Because whenever, before you leave your house, you, everybody, everybody says, all right, before they match the checklist, Wallet, Keys, and Phone. Wallet, Keys, and Phone. <laughs> Them in your pockets. Make sure you have them on your person, and then yeah. you go. And if you realize you don't have it, you stop what you're doing and go home and get it because it might be important.
0: Could you sing it one more time?
2: Wallet, Adam is in <laughs> that. He, he, there's a special. He he sings it. Oh, did he do it? Uh, he does. He does a whole song. Oh, okay,
0: okay. Wallet, keys, and, and phone. Then, and,
2: then, and then he realizes that he's going on a trip and he forgets his passport. So then it's wallet, it, keys, phone, and passport. <laughs> it's Adam a lot of things
0: out. to remember. Just listen to this it, song. <laughs> she, sister teacher also points out that Maddie came to her own conclusion about Honey and stood up to her father. Honey is so genuine and she sits there with Maddie and Harry. Jay. Love is in the air. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, the last 20-30 minutes of this episode and season was so intense, most likely kept everyone on the edge of their seats like it did with me. I agree. Jay Edgar's confrontation with Jacques Avril, the courtroom scenes, the explosion, Bosch's confrontation with the 308 member afterwards, FBI and Heather Strout's standoff, the J. Edgar dream, and then the pinnacle of the episode, the funeral for Elizabeth Clayton. Just an absolutely stunning finish to the season, and that rendition of What a Wonderful World is amazing. Um, yeah, emotional yeah. roller coaster ride that the re- re- writers, director, and actors left us with. Cannot wait to see what's in store for season seven. Agreed. For sure, and we heard from Kelly. Of course, this a very sad episode, full of so many emotions. Seeing Elizabeth Clayton taking her life, and Harry feeling so very sad for her. A big shocker for me was seeing that Jenkowski and Ray Thacker were in a personal relationship. Yeah, yeah who saw that? What
1: the heck was that?
0: <laughs> they were obviously working to benefit each other and helping Chief Irving politically. Yeah, I did, I, and I wanted to know: did that was that happening all along, or did did they come together during that- the race?
2: Is that a seed for next season?
0: Well, um, who knows? It could be. It could be. That just sort of dropped out of nowhere. I wonder if June figured out who was extorting Chief Irving. She played a passive role in supporting his decision to back out of his run for mayor. I love the closing scene in episode 10. Bosch was the sole attendee of Elizabeth Clayton's funeral. Watching him accept the flag that draped her casket was so beautiful. Harry honored her in both life and death. He is such a class act. It was so sad that none of her supposed friends... Attended to pay their respects, and she obviously had no family. She also loved the closing song, and uh, the song compounded all those emotions I felt in the last episode. And she says this was her favorite season of all six. Are you getting any comments in the Bosch pit about the dogs? Um, I think uh, we got some dog lovers out there.
1: They're cute.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, it was a wild ride.
1: That's it. That's it's all. We we're done.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're oh, done with this. We've got a lot of other stuff in the works. But we're done with with this the episodic. Yeah,
2: the season podcast. Season, yeah, season, we have all this stuff. But the actual season recaps are done, people. Till so next season. Crazy, huh?
0: How did you feel at the end of this episode? Were you? Tell me a word or a couple of words of how you felt.
1: Ooh. God, I feel like I'm in therapy. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's hard to think of a word. Just we need Give one me a word. Couple of words. I mean, did you pain? feel?
0: Did you feel closure or not? Did you feel, were you sad? Were you worried for Jay Edgar? All right, I don't know
2: and the word, but I do know that, you know, I've been talking about a lot in this podcast. Um, I was very happy and accepted all the, um, the closing of the stories, the fact they didn't leave mm-hmm. anything on un- un- left. And, you know, as the season was winding up, you know, Bosch is in my mind. I'm thinking, what happens next season now? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I've been pretty much talking about the whole podcast. Uh, Right. What happens next season? Where does everybody end up? Like it just kind of like I was like, all right, I'm great. This season's good. I'm I'm I felt accomplished. I felt satisfied and I'm ready to go on to next season. And I believe if I had my wish and my prediction, that's wrong. Eighty two percent. Yeah. Next season starts next week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You are ready to go forward. I think everyone is. I mean, can't help but just jump right to all right let's go what's next you want yeah, more that's,
2: that's new yeah. season, always season want seven. More. let's go season seven episode one boom let's put it on
0: But let me tell you what we've got in the works after this discussion which is wrapping up we get an interview with jamie hector Jay mm-hmm. edgar and um, i hope you enjoy that it was a pre-season interview so we didn't get to pick his brain about all the things that happened in this episode so it's not that we weren't interested in those things we didn't know about them yet (laughs) so um but he still had some great things to share so definitely enjoy that and then we have um a mank appreciation episode in the works so we talked to we talked to scott clace again who plays sergeant john mankowitz and i think we're gonna probably put a little panel together and uh just celebrate mank because i mean who doesn't like mank right right no one duh
3: (laughs) So
0: we've got that coming, and we have an interview with Trevor Etienne, who played Jacques Yes, that's gonna that's good. You're gonna get some good info. And Anne did that with me, and uh, so we're gonna put JK that out X there. That's hmm? good because
2: Jake had asked him what really happened.
0: <laughs> Too late. I asked all the questions, and Anne asked all the questions.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. So we've got that to, to release. And then we have our whole behind-the-scenes series. We talk to three directors and a writer and an executive producer. So you're going to hear from Henrik Bastin, Patrick Cady, Shaz Bennett, Michael McDonough, and Trey Batchelor.
2: Lots of content coming, people. Lots of content
0: <laughs> coming. We're not done. And then and then we've got to gear up for the Boschies. No, Boschies season ahead. six.
1: It never ends.
0: Yeah, so we're we're not, we're not going away anytime soon. So there, there's gonna, a lot more to come. I
2: think I'm going to take the next week to figure out how we're going to give Crate and Barrel another award because <laughs> they, yeah. can't go, they can't go boss without an award. It's just – it's their thing.
0: It's their thing, yeah. And, man, they just – they came through again this season in a big way, even bigger yeah. way. Yeah, they got – So, yeah. It was big. They're, They're always I, worthy I of awards.
2: I, oh, but I do want to say one thing. Um, yeah. I felt like we got – we okay. I can't say that I was 100% happy with the season because I okay. felt like we got shorted Pierce time. I want more Pierce okay. next. more Pierce, that, yeah. That's the bottom line. So you go tell Michael mm-hmm. or Mike whatever you got to tell him. We want more Pierce cuz we only got one season left. Hopefully it's only totally one. I mean, you know, not one season, yeah. but I want more Pierce.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good that's a good point. The 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 Bosch uh universe has grown within the series. So we had a lot of lot to cover. So, yeah, some, some people didn't get as much screen time. A couple so. people, I feel
2: like, got shoved out of the mix. Well, like, I got my crate and barrel fixed more than I usually uh-huh. get, I felt. Like, uh-huh. is great, but, you know, I need my Roberts and, you know, my
0: um Pierce. You want it all. That's the phrase. You want it all. Mm. We need more seasons mm. to make it I happen. I can't blame you. Yeah, more seasons. I mean, that would, that would help with that. So, all right, guys. Anything else? Head out for tonight. Enjoy this interview with Jamie Hector. Tell us what you think. And uh, we'll be back, like I said, with a lot of that content coming soon. So you will hear from us again shortly. Right. All right. Thanks, guys. Good to see you again, Pete. See ya.
2: Have a good one.
0: Bye. Hi, Jamie. It's Tracy from Everybody Counts Podcast.
3: Good morning, Tracy. How are you?
0: I'm good. I, I do feel bad. I'm sorry for the delay. I um, was somehow had started a different meeting, so I guess that's hashtag Zoom problems.
3: Hashtag new world
0: exactly exactly for sure well we'll just jump right in um the first okay. question for you what was it like this season mixing in some more casual wear you even seem to have had some better shoes for running
3: oh you know what when i open my trailer um, <laughs> i see new shoes new wardrobe it's always an emoji sign to monique with his wardrobe yes you know what you you, you look good you feel good
0: yeah sure you
3: have smile on your face
0: good deal good deal it, it, it looks good. It works well. But we also wanted to inquire a little bit, what would you like to share with fans about doing your first scene ever with Lance Reddick on Bosch?
3: It was fantastic, because uh, I'm not sure what the fans know, but, uh, we, but Lance and I have never worked together on The Wire. Oh, okay. We did okay. work together on, right, but we did work together on Oz. Okay, So we okay. were really excited as well as the rest of the team, also when we had the opportunity to actually sit across from each other and and do what we love to do so much, which is act and just you know tell a story. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was exciting, and we were really looking forward to it. At
0: least I was. Sure, I think he was too. I think I think he posted some pictures, maybe about you know how excited he was. So yeah, of course he was. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, a question about episode five, where Jagger Edgar comes in with the camera footage just in time. He says, please sit down, Ms. Kent, so calmly, yet with a commanding presence. It's such a great line and a solid move by J. Edgar. How would you describe what Jerry was feeling in that moment? Right. What would you say how Jerry was feeling going in there like
3: that? You know what, it's always, I mean, going, going in knowing that you actually have somebody up against the walls that potentially committed a murder and she's lying but you mm-hmm. have the evidence in your hand is a good feeling because you might be able to close the case and bring closure and mm-hmm. justice to this right so jerry was feeling really good about it because he, he, he potentially has an opportunity to close this case and bring to her attention that you know we have you we see you we're watching you
0: right okay yeah Good stuff. I, I really, I really like that scene and how all the characters work together in that. Just in the nick of time. So, are, are you computer and tech savvy yourself, like Jay Edgar is?
3: In real <laughs> no, life? not at all. Not really. No, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. That's all. Um, that's that's all Jerry
0: Edgar. Okay, okay. You do really well on the social media, though. I have to, I have to tell you that. So, so.
3: Thank you, but you know, Jerry Edgar is <laughs> on another level with it. You know. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, he's definitely. Really big and, uh, and he really digs in, and I mean, he's moving as far as artificial intelligence. If you even allow him in right. terms of just understanding coding and everything, he's 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 different.
0: Okay, yeah, we've kind of seen it progress each year. He's becoming more and more in that in that niche. So that's pretty cool. Another question for you: On multiple occasions throughout the series, we've seen Jerry protecting Harry when Harry's about to go too far, like. At like, kind of like when Charlie Dax confronts Harry outside the station and right. Jerry pulls him off. What is something that Jerry can count on Harry to do for him? Tell me the truth. Okay. Well, what Jerry can count
3: on is always be there for him as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, Jerry is balanced and he's also um, level-headed, doesn't go to the full extreme on, on most occasions. But Harry, mm-hmm. you can always count on him to go off the ledge Trying to solve a case so mm-hmm. if ever jerry went through that i would assume that harry would also have him back.
0: okay okay i would hope so too that sounds good now this is sort of a, a fun question there's some new characters and there's some they have some pretty cool wardrobes so are you you know nervous at all that one of those characters could take over your boshy wins as best dressed <laughs>
3: <laughs> no listen the reason why I'm never nervous about that because it's not the clothes that... It's the man that makes the clothes. You there you the go. the way on Jerry Edgar. So That's his, right. his, his, the way he walks, the way he talks, <laughs> the way Jerry... You know, it's just... Yeah. It's the thing that he has.
0: So it's he's the full words. package. Full yeah. package. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like the confidence. Yeah. And I would have to agree with you. So, sounds good. Now, Jerry has so many irons in the fire this season, but he just seems more composed than ever. How does he... What's his secret? How's he managing it all from what we've seen so far? So does he have a secret to how he just stays calm, cool, and collected?
3: You know, the the secret is to not show it. Okay. Sorry. Not show it. Teach okay. It to Jerry. Well, it's to, it's to basically, like... Stay calm under pressure, which is difficult for many to do. But I think Jerry comes to understanding, the research, and it's one step at a time when it comes down to attempting to solve a case, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not going to answer all questions in one moment. So every piece counts, every body counts. Mm-hmm. So okay, with him, it's just one step at a time.
0: Okay, I like that. We could we could all probably learn something from that. Some good advice. Well, just for fun, do you have a favorite hashtag? That you use on social media or Facebook or anything? Oh, so many hashtags. That I hashtag move mountains. How is that going, by the way? Moving mountains. Oh, it's fantastic. It's going amazing. It's going um,
3: as it should. Uh, lives are being changed. We're yeah. seeing more students, and we're effectively a part of the community. Uh, Great. And really helping, helping people transition and transform and learn this craft of acting. Awesome.
0: I, I follow it on Instagram. And I do like keeping up with the updates and the announcements and who's there, you know, guest teaching and so forth. It's really, really awesome.
3: Thank you so much. So now that I know that you follow, I'll make yeah. sure we bring in more guests.
0: Okay. Okay. There you go. <laughs> We're doing a little contest this year. So I, I think, I mean, you're a pretty competitive guy. Is that right?
3: Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I like to <laughs> okay. compete with it for myself.
0: Okay. My story. okay. Okay. All right. Well, we're doing a tally. We're asking each guest on the podcast three questions, and it's things we're looking for in the season, we're watching for. So it's just a guess. I mean, if, if you really know, I'd be astounded. But maybe you will. But the first one is how many times in season six does someone mention Jerry's clothes? You got me there. Um,
3: I would have to say seven.
0: Seven? Okay. okay cool. to- all right. It's a good guess. They're all over the map. Everyone's, you know, anywhere from two to 15. Yeah, it's. I think someone said zero, maybe. So you're right in the middle of the pack at this point. All right. I'm sorry, but I don't think oh, go it's ahead. possible
3: uh-huh. to go through a season without someone referencing his clothes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I Yeah, I do. I would, I would be surprised myself, for sure. Absolutely. So how many times do you think we'll see Coltrane in a scene in Season 6? At least twice. All right. And then Chief Irving has that habit of just – Saying bosh when he either gets aggravated with him or is just thinking about him uh, having to deal with him. So, how many times will he utter that bosh to himself in season six? Oh
3: my god! I <laughs> think I'll go. I'll, I'll go I'm thinking I'll go with uh, oh. three. Three? Okay. Three. All right. Yeah.
0: All right. I think those are some good, solid guesses. We're uh, we're collecting all kinds of guesses, so you're in the running officially now. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be announcing who got the closest. Now we have to tally all those up when we watch too. So, yeah. well, I think I think that's what we have for you today. I really appreciate your time and, and your answers and chatting with me. Just wish you the best. You're
3: welcome,
0: Jamie. All thank right, you. you take care, Jamie. You bye. Care, you. thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.